Record numbers of U.S. voters have hit the polls early this year. In many states, early voter numbers have surpassed those of past years. And in some states, the number of early voters has already surpassed the total number of people who voted in those states in the last U.S. presidential election. The majority of early voters have also braved the risk of COVID-19 infection by turning in their ballot in person rather than opting to mail their ballot in. The 2020 U.S. presidential election is entering the final week of campaigning. As people wanted to avoid large crowds owing to the pandemic, the number of early voters this year is greater than that of the past. Yeah, I voted uh, Tuesday last week. I have, yeah, I voted yesterday. So far, over 90 million Americans have already voted. This is more than the two-thirds of the U.S. population who voted in 2016. It is also the first time many Americans have voted early. No, this is my first time, actually. Despite the havoc wreaked on the U.S. by the pandemic, the majority of early voters choose to vote in person rather than mailing their vote in to avoid contact with others. I've always felt a lot better about being there and, and putting, putting, the, putting my vote in in person. Mail, again, mail will put a lot of pressure on the system. We had access to uh, uh, early voting in person in our town, so we did it. Many voters in Virginia rushed to vote on the evening before polls closed. Staff at the ballot boxes provided free face masks and hand sanitizer to avoid sending away voters who came unprepared. In some of the key swing states, including North Carolina, Florida, and Arizona, the number of early voters has already come close to the 90% voter turnout in 2016. In Texas, early voters have already surpassed the total number of voters that year. I am standing here on Washington's Pennsylvania Avenue. At the end of the street is the U.S. Congress building, and this building just behind me is the Trump International Hotel. During campaigning for the 2016 election, Trump once said that regardless of the outcome of that election, he would be living on Pennsylvania, referring to the White House and this hotel. The outcome of this year's U.S. presidential election will be revealed on Tuesday next week. Whether Trump will remain in the White House in January or end up staying at his hotel will be left to the people of America to decide. The World United Formosans for Independence celebrated its 50th anniversary Sunday. To thank the elder generations of Taiwanese democracy activists and the results of their hard work and struggle, the National 228 Memorial Museum is holding a retrospective exhibition. At the opening ceremony, a number of elder democracy activists as well as younger generation lawmakers attended, including DPP legislator Lin Junxian, independent legislator Freddie Lim, Taiwan State Building Party legislator Chen Bowei, and Taipei City Councilor Mel Boya. The NGO hopes this younger generation will continue to take practical and substantial actions to complete the final steps of making Taiwan an independent state. The Transport Ministry's Railway Bureau began intensive tests on Saturday night on the last section of Taiwan's South Link Line to be electrified. The 123-kilometer line connects Fangliao Station in Pingdong in the west and Taidong Station in the east. 
The final section of the electrification of the Round the Island Line will begin operations at the end of December, reducing estimated travel times between Kaohsiung and Taidong by about 27 minutes. Not only will the line be fully electrified, bureau officials are also excited that it will be the first time for Puyuma Express trains to cross the Central Mountain Range. Taiwan is on track to become a super-age society by 2025, meaning that more than 20% of the population will be over 65 years old. With the population of frail and homebound seniors on the rise, interest is increasing in physicians' house calls. In 2015, the government began promoting house call services by private clinics as a way to reduce hospital use while reaching more seniors in need. How do these house calls work? Here's our Sunday special report. Here at Dongan Temple in Taidong's Taiyuan village, locals are rushed off their feet preparing for a big event. You might think they're getting ready for a banquet, but in fact, they're preparing for a visit from physicians from Dulan Clinic. Taiyuan Village is located in Taidong's Donghe Township, which is a one-hour drive from the hospital at Taidong City Center. There are few buses in the area, and the distance is too great for seniors to traverse on foot. With their children working in big cities, the village's elderly population cannot easily access medical care. Since they can't make it to the clinic, the clinic comes to them. Although they need walkers and canes to move about, these seniors feel fortunate to be able to see the doctor at the temple. For some of them, even leaving their homes is a challenge. To visit Taidong's Beiyuan village, the clinic's doctors have to go even farther into the mountains. At more than 5,700 hectares, this village is more than half the size of Taidong city, yet it has no clinic or pharmacy of its own. For 87-year-old Liu Tianyuan, getting out of bed takes considerable energy. Every step on the way to the living room is made with great difficulty. She suffers from dementia, and she also has trouble moving. Last week, she had an inflammation in her lungs caused by an infection. Today, physician Yu Shangru is here to check on her condition. In 2017, Dr. Yu established Dulan Clinic, which is the country's first in-home treatment clinic. It's also the first to offer treatment primarily through house calls. Liu Tianyuan's son, Liu Xunli, does his best to answer Dr. Yu's questions. Having suffered from a stroke, he too requires medical treatment. 
On one recent occasion, he saw his mother about to take a fall and rushed to help her. In the end, both of them took a spill. In remote villages like this, it's common for elderly people to look after each other in the absence of medical professionals. Most of our population here is elderly. Most of the children work elsewhere, all doing manual labor. The elderly suffer from joint problems, muscle aches, and immobility. When they get even older, some also suffer strokes. Despite their illness and their lack of access to medical care, many of these seniors prefer to stay put in their family homes rather than move to a more convenient urban location. For them, doctors who make house calls have become an important source of relief. Due to their remote location, many seniors in this countryside village need house calls. Over in Taipei City, there are many seniors who need house calls too for a different reason. Lai Denmei, 87, and her son, Zhang Guangya, live together in Taipei's Da'an district. There are more than 600 government-commissioned health facilities here. From major issues like heart problems to minor skin conditions, these health centers can treat them all, so long as Lai can descend the stairs from her fourth-floor apartment. In Taipei, buildings without elevators account for 40% of all residential buildings. Behind these windows and doors are many seniors who can't come and go from their homes with ease. We have no elevator here. It's not easy for her to get up and down the stairs. We have to hire a private ambulance because we need the medical personnel to carry her up and down the stairs. Sometimes I can't do it by myself. We have to wait for my sisters, that is to say, wait for them to take time off, or wait for my son to take time off before we can go to the clinic. For many seniors, each visit to the doctor is a laborious affair that depends on many others. The situation is likely to get worse going forward as society ages and the birth rate continues to drop. Amid Taiwan's demographic trends, the need for in-home care is increasingly urgent. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Today, Dulan Clinic physician Zhang Kaiping is on a house call with a group of doctors to check on Lai. Dr. Zhang established the Taipei branch of Dulan Clinic in 2019. With seven years of experience at a large Taipei hospital, he is acutely aware of the needs of seniors in big cities. Seniors who can't leave home on their own, and even those who aren't seniors at all but are younger people or children, they could all take advantage of a service like this. Lai is unable to move her legs, and she suffers from heart disease, diabetes, spinal degeneration, and dementia. She once suffered from an itch that she treated improperly, resulting in her skin turning black. In looking after her, her son faces all manner of surprising situations in their day-to-day, but Dr. Zhang is a constant source of support. The doctor uses social messaging software to check in on his patients and their families. As soon as there is some development in her condition, I can take a picture and send it to the doctor. He can then give me immediate advice on what to do. For example, he'll say whether to take her to the emergency room or whether there is something I can do to take care of it. This is of great help to me. While visiting patients in their homes, doctors can determine whether there are any latent risks to them in their living environment. 
以前的农夫去巡蚕最一样。Actually, we are more like those farmers long ago who would make the rounds, checking out the fields and rivers, looking for problems to solve. Because sometimes there are cases where the family is taking care of the patient, and we notice things that they have no way of seeing. Now on to his next patient, 9-year-old Li Lin Qi Xiang. Dr. Zhang and the nurse first examine her skin to see how it's recovering. More importantly, they have brought the test results from her latest urine sample. 我们抗生素吃到下周嘛，吼，我想应该就会考虑先停掉。Li Lin suffers from asthma, dementia, and a mild case of Parkinson's. Recently, she has had repeated urinary tract infections and high fevers. 看起来是轻微的感染。It looked like there was a slight infection, so we took a blood sample and gave her an antibiotic drip. The numbers seem a bit high for her inflammation, but we should be able to take care of it. Normally, people with these conditions are hospitalized. But Dr. Zhang feels that his team can provide her with the same care at home. Rather than asking a 9-year-old woman to go through the struggle of getting to a hospital and waiting for a bed, they wanted to give her the choice of remaining at home, at the same time easing the hospital's burden. However, at home, she does not have nurses on round-the-clock rotation to help her. Her son and daughter-in-law had to become pros at tasks like changing her drip. Woman can easen. And we thought it should be pretty simple. We watched the doctor while he was setting it up, and we thought it should be pretty simple to do. But there were a lot of unexpected problems. For example, sometimes the drip would suddenly stop. We checked it out and still couldn't figure it out. So he said, "Okay, I'll be right over." Once, Li Lin's situation took a dangerous turn for the worse. Her blood pressure suddenly dropped. She was at risk of going into shock at any time. The doctor had a meeting with our family, and we were all very nervous. At the time, the family decided that if her situation did not improve, they would convert the home into a hospice so she could live out her remaining days in a familiar environment. In Taiwan, there are currently as many as 820,000 people who can no longer care for themselves. By 2026, Taiwan will become a super-aged society where at least 20% of the population is elderly. Over time, Taiwan's healthcare needs will only become greater and greater. In another 40 years, roughly speaking, our elderly will be 40% of the population. So roughly half the population will be aged. And we'll need to make use of the medical care system. The number of hospitals and clinics will be insufficient. Offering medical services such as doctor visits, hospitalization, and hospice care at home instead of at a health center could lighten the financial burden on hospitals and on the national health insurance system. The burden on the system doesn't just come from the wages of doctors and nurses; it also comes from treatment fees. If we were better at offering at-home medical care and at-home medical services, the system would save on costs incurred from ineffective medical care. Doctors who make house calls have a special relationship with their patients, in which the person takes precedence over the illness. Although there are doctors advocating for in-home care, it is still not available to all who need it. 
Join us next week for part two of the report when we turn to the challenges standing in the way of expanding in-home care. If you've ever wanted to practice your guitar late at night but couldn't because of a broken string, there's now just the solution for you. A new vending machine in Taipei is selling musical instrument supplies after business hours. There's guitar and ukulele strings, colorful picks, drum keys, and even recorders for the kids. A music shop in Taipei Pei recently unveiled the machine and it's already doing brisk business. All the products are sold at a 10% discount, made possible thanks to the cheap rent and manpower costs of running a vending machine. The products are strategically stacked in the machine based on their weight and their shape so that they don't risk breaking when they fall.